Hello and welcome to the HRD Live podcast with me, Michael Hocking, editor of HRD Connect. How does technology change the way we work? Within our organizations, HR technology can be an enabler for leaders, a helping hand for employees, or provide better ways to engage with each other as a workforce. And looking outward, technology can help organizations to seek and bring on board the talent that will transform their future. On this week's edition of the HRD Live podcast, I'm joined by Ross Tracy, Managing Director of Ceridian Europe, to discuss the role of technology in the future of engagement, leadership, talent, and more. Ross, Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Now, rather than taking the human out of human resources, how is HCM tech becoming an enabler, both of human potential and business growth? So um, I think things are getting really interesting in terms of uh, technology. We're actually on the third generation of uh, HCM technology now with the latest cloud platforms. Mm. And we know that um, closing the productivity gap is critical for uh, the UK PLC. And it's what the ONS describe as a burning economic issue. And this has been the case since Mm -hmm. the last financial crisis. What we're going to see now with the adoption of organizations, sorry, with organizations that are adopting uh, these new modern platforms, is they're going to open up a gap between their peers in their industry sectors. Mm. And that's going to be as a result of the compounding effects of where they're using their technology to get a holistic and and consistent view of their overall global organizations. I see. So what, when you say a holistic view of it, how does that manifest itself? What does that mean to you? Uh, well, what that means to me is really looking at the, uh, supporting the organization and, and enabling the organization from an end-to-end right. pr- perspective. And, and if, we, if we drill into that a little bit, um, so modern platforms are really about, they're built around the human experience. And we know that what that means, obviously, is that they're, they're, um, they have the employee in mind, they have the, the, the manager in mind, they have the leader in mind, and it enables them to carry out their work um, using their mobiles, you know, in a very intuitive and an easy way for, for them to do that wherever they are. Um, but what's interesting is, is now those same platforms mm. are being made accessible by voice by the leading HCM providers, which again makes it much um, easier for uh, employees to be able to engage with their organizations. And if they're getting in a better employee experience, what that enables them, um, we know that the engagement is going to lead to greater productivity in the organization. And let me just... Um, let me just talk about that in relation to your question around how does that help with business growth. Right. Um, one of my favorite examples of an organization we worked with recently, um, they were growing their manufacturing business through acquisition. And understandably, they were concerned about the resistance to change of the organization and the people who mm. they were acquiring. Of course. And what was fantastic about that was when the new employees experienced the uh, the technology that was helping them to do their work, they uh, that resistance went away. And in fact, their engagement um, scores went up as a result of being, having access to, to that technology. And that enabled the process of that acquisition to go that much more smoother. They felt much more integrated into the new organization. And that had a really positive effect in terms of the, of the business growth of that organization. So if when, when technology organizations sorry, when organizations use technology to um, improve engagement, Mm -hmm. they'll see that drive productivity, drive business growth, and in return, those organizations will 
invest more in the employee and experience and it will become this lovely virtual dynamic where they will start to gap from the from the organizations that aren't doing the same thing mm-hmm. in the sector i understand and it's interesting how you say that you get that resistance to change with those things but it, it's almost like to me like before there was contactless payment on cards and that sort of thing i was like i don't need contactless payment on cards i just use the chip and pin but then as soon as you're given that opportunity to do something that little bit easier like using voice it suddenly creates a huge difference and then there's this huge adoption of it. So I think you're right that like that sort of technology will see that massive adoption suddenly in those organizations. Yeah, no, and, that's, and that's a great example because we quite often find when we're working with organizations that um, that sometimes the organization itself isn't quite sure how, how um, its workforce, which is, um, you know, spans many different uh, generations, is going to adopt that. Right. And they feel that they need potentially more training around that than they actually do but in reality what's happened is regardless the adoption levels are really high and are significant we normally see that adoption through mobile technology Hmm. as high as 90 percent in the first few days of of having the access to the technology and you're quite right the same thing will happen for voice you know and Hmm. we can see that in our homes why uh, a number of us are much more comfortable with uh, voice-enabled uh, access to applications in the same way. And, and right. this is just an enhancement and taking what we're used to, already used to in our homes and applying that in our work environment. You very tactfully bounced straight on to the next thing I was going to ask you, which is very good, somehow psychically. Um, so let's talk about engagement then. As workforces become more diversified, how can HCM Tech help organizations to engage with that diversified workforce? So I think there's a, there's probably two ways to 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 look at that in terms of diversity. One is how does how do organisations um, attract and enable the the diverse um, uh, diverse workforce into their organisations, and then the second one is is once they have them in their organisation, how do they support those people to and to meet their needs and demands, but also how do they support uh, the whole organization to to maximize the benefits that you can get from having a, a diverse organization. Right. Um, there was something uh, the Harvard pr- professor Francis Frey talked about. Um, she said, when you're working with um, diverse organizations, you, you really the, the organization needs to be able to focus on bringing out the differences that make those team members unique. And that's right. the way you benefit um, from those uh, from having a diverse organization. So um, if we talk about those things, uh, organizations, when they're, when they're faced with this challenge, they need to think about how do we attract and recruit? Um, what is it we need to do in our learning environment that enables us to support um, a diverse organization? And then also, what do we do about the different needs in terms of how we reward in our people? And technology can help in each of those areas. So for example, when we're attracting uh, people into the organization, technology, we see that all the time. It offers different ways of work, flexibility around working, job sharing, choosing the environment we're going to work, makes mm. that, makes, um, opens up the, uh, the, the job, uh, uh, jobs and roles to many different um, people in that regard. And then when, then when we're actually attracting the talent itself, um, technology can help remove unconscious bias in mm. the recruitment process by normalizing um, the CV selection and also enabling consistent best practice across large organizations. But also through the surfacing the data, it enables leaders in organization to spot opportunities where uh, development may be required in specific teams so that they're able to focus on making sure that they're hiring appropriately um, to meet the diverse um, diversity needs of, of, of the company. 
And then mm. just moving on from that, if we think about in terms of rewarding, the great thing about holistic um, HCM platforms is that they're able to bring data in from different parts and points of the overall people processes. Mm. And if, you, if you're able to bring that data together where it's in one single system as opposed to in disparate, disparate systems, it means that the person making the decisions around compensation and benefits and reward for, for individuals has a lot more rich data so that they're better informed when they're making decisions right. ab ab about their, their workforce overall. So it could be far more like diversified and adaptive, I suppose. You can kind of fit needs to individual employees a lot more, which is, it just makes perfect sense. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> and, yeah, precisely. And, and that's because you just, you have much more visibility. Um, if you've got the right platform in place, you're getting much more visibility um, across, across the workforce. But not only that, you're getting it continuously in terms of... Um, in terms of being able to see see the workforce. So without bringing those people on board then, you talked a little bit about acquisition there and attracting people. How is that process of acquisition, talent acquisition, changing, do you think, with this new technology? Well, um, it's it's obviously a, a key point for any organisation today because we're, we're operating in a high employment economy, which is a good thing. Um, but at the same time, organisations are really struggling to attract people because there's there's more uh, vacancies now than probably at any time this century mm -hmm. as, a re as a result of that. And again, they're also competing for talent in that. So um, anything that where anything where we can apply technology that helps that process is going to make a, a real difference to to those organisations that are competing for that same talent. And the interesting thing, there's a couple of things that obviously have happened, which is uh, different in this in this space. And and one of the interesting things is we've we've seen is that um, technology has really changed how candidates and employers uh, learn about each other. And then this has been happening, you know, you know, for for some time. But the and it's become accepted now. But we know way more about each party before mm. we even get to the interview. So a candidate is able to research much more about the organization and the individuals and the customers of an organization and actually helps inform their choice. Um, but equally, the uh, the employer is able to learn much more about the individual prior to the in initial in interview. As a result of uh, technology being able to surface a lot of that information in the public domain. Um, but if we drill into specifically, um, there's much more to do in this space. And what we find is that um, organizations sometimes bolt on point solutions onto the front of uh, a legacy recruitment process. Right. And so they're applying technology to one part of the overall process. And that can actually have um, uh, negative effects as a result of that for both the candidate and the employer. So um, if they bolt on that technology on the front, what it can do is cast the net really wide. But right. what as a result of that, the the uh, the recruiter can end up drowning in applications. <laughs> so rather than making the process more accurate, all it's done is cast the net wider. But really smart, and and that um, also leads to potentially a bad experience for the candidate as well. And they're going to have a uh, you know a a different view about how that organisation is, and may not think about that organisation should another role come up. I see. So it's important that we use technology to be much smarter about. Um, about how we uh, attract talents into, into, into the organization. So a key about that is actually looking um, for a number of ways how we automate across the, across the process. And some of that is about just looking in, using technology to look into the organization first of all. 
so that they know more about the role in the first place. They know what characteristics, they know what qualifications of people who are already successful in the role. And they, they can then take that data and apply that into the recruitment requirements in the first place. And that's about being able to process large amounts of data to, to give them that view of those characteristics. Mm. And then secondly, uh, through automation, they can really help the employee experience. So, that, so even uh, for those candidates that are rejected for that particular role, if that is managed well, um, those candidates can um, still be considered for other roles and won't um, because they feel better about the experience. Um, and then obviously, if you're managing that flow of uh, candidates um, and CVs into the process in a, in a much better way, um, you're giving the recruiters much more time to focus on the right candidates. Right. And have um, and as a result of that, you're getting greater accuracy. That's going to lead to recruit, lower recruiting costs. And, it, and it's also going to uh, enable a better experience for both uh, the recruiter and the candidates involved in right. that process. So about retaining that talent then. So once we've got them on board then, what... What are the common misconceptions, you think, when it comes to retaining talent using technology? And where, where are we getting it wrong? Uh, so that's, that's a, a great question. I mean, <laughs> personally, I'm not sure if there is a, if there is a common misconception and perhaps mm-hmm. we, we can explore that a bit more. I mean, all of the HRs I meet are really focused on delivering cultural change within their organizations in a way that, as we've talked about, supports... Um, better employee experiences. And it, if we look at um, uh, why, um, so if we look at why um, employees leave organizations, it's quite often because they don't feel they have, an, have a voice. They don't feel they are being given an opportunity for growth and development, or they may not feel they're being treated fairly uh, by their manager. And in fact, when Ceridian did a recent pulse of talent, other than um, salary, four other things that they found were um, that the employer wasn't fine, uh, wasn't being employee rather wasn't being given uh, interesting work. They didn't feel they were respected, and they didn't feel they would be given additional responsibility. And in addition, they had a poor relationship with their manager. Right. So. Uh, one of the ways that organizations have tried to solve this is by adding in communication systems. So they recognize the challenges about enabling better conversations within the organization and giving more opportunity for uh, employees to be able to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, a kind of a, um, a accidental consequence of that as has um, as one of a recent study by one of the leading advisory firms has found is that your average company, has about seven different communication systems for messaging or collaboration. Right. So there's a real potential for the for the messages to to get mixed up in, in that process. So if we take it back a bit, what um, and if we listen to some of those reasons why employees are leaving organisations, a lot of that boils down to they're not having productive, positive conversations with the manager, and right. so so. So how does how do how does technology solve that? And if we take a, a retail example, um, managers in in any retail or hospitality uh, outlet or environment, or, um, of course, are motivated to really to to want to lead their teams. But the reality day to day is 
through the fact that they quite often have disparate systems, they spend most of their time having to do the manual joins between system uh, between systems in terms of how they're making sure that their staff have the right skills, right. making sure that they're um, compliant, making sure that they schedule them appropriately, making sure that they've tracked that, you know, when they've worked and that they're paying them appropriately. Right. So, um, so th they're motivated to be able to want to have good conversations and um, with their employees, but they're not getting there because they're not, because they're spending most of the time in administrative, um, you know, functions and yeah. dealing with that. Mm -hmm. So the first way that technology can help with that, and partic particularly holistic HCM platforms, is it takes all that joining away from them. And you see an immediate shift from um, managers who, would, who are doing and manage, managing administration to managers who are becoming leaders. And they're coming leaders right. because they're becoming coaches, and then they can start addressing some of those um, some of those challenges, and you know, and having much richer conversations with their employees as a result of that. So that really addresses some of the reasons why they leave, because they're then actually have, able to have good, positive one-to-one -one time with their employees and talk about, you know, what are your goals and objectives, what are your training needs, et cetera, et cetera, and the technology platform can support them by doing that, by freeing up that time to enable them to become coaches, coaches and leaders and move away from being admin managers. But the second thing, which is really exciting in this space, is because the uh, HCM platform is able to help on time and attendance, is has got data in terms of pay in relation to their peers, has got their performance rating, mm -hmm. all in one, um, all in, in one single system, it it can then help you by suggesting possible flight risks right, right? through predictive analytics. <laughs> and not only can it help you do that, it can actually also suggest actionable steps. What you can do to keep them. Right? What you can do to keep them. So there's really two ways. First of all, it frees up their time so they can be better people managers. And the second thing is it provides them with rich data which and, and some guidance on what they might do with that data in terms of how they um, look after the, that st the staff that way. And in just those two ways, technology can have a, a really positive impact on talent retention. So what about learning then, helping people to improve in the workplace? How can technology help employees to learn, but in a way that improves productivity? How can it be a function that, that develops that? So as, as we've already talked about, um, there's a, uh, there's, there's, there's plenty of research out there that says, "A, we've got a productivity problem as yep. an as you know as as UK PLC um, in comparison to uh, the G7, um, and but also um, we see that those uh, organisations that crack the the um, you know or address it in better ways through better employee experience um, can be twenty percent better than their peer." competitor companies in the same sectors. Think about that's twenty percent difference. And not only that, the those organizations make um, less mistakes and obviously through that are better serving their customers, which leads to business growth. So if we drill into that a little bit more, there's a great opportunity for learning and development teams to really own this and make a significant impact on the productivity right. gains of, of an organization. And where they need to help their um, where they need to help their leaders in terms of is, is in terms of answering some of the, some of those key challenges that they have around productivity. So if we look at a couple of those, it's how do we help new in role pe people 
reach a productive state more more quickly. So mm-hmm. how do we shorten the, the ramp up time from someone joining an organization for, or from someone changing a role in an organization from, say, you know, typically three weeks to one week or typically three months to one month? And those can make significant product productivity gains if you do that and have a real impact on an organization. Right. Or how do we facilitate learning on an individual basis? You know, but how do we also make sure um, that we and all of our team are compliant? How do we know that they're doing the right, training right. appropriately when there's changes to the legislation? Mm-hmm. How do we make sure that we're ensuring that? And then underpinning all of that, and it's you, and we see this completely changing because of the um, the evolution of uh, learning technology. How do we know when what we're doing around learning is working? So are we are we learning how the organization learns? Into how are we seeing I that see, as, an, right. as an improvement? And if we and if we drill into that a little bit, um, if we uh, technology can really help that through a it's real time learning. So it's completely different than how it would be done in done in the past. It's targeted and created for individual styles. It's created for the individual, but also because of the way we consume uh, um, input. Uh, we we're having a conversation earlier about um, you know how we're able to consume on you know on the tube and right, um, right. and through we're listening in very different environments. Um, learning technology is caught up with that, and we're able to. Um, consume material through formal and informal means through social and collaborative means right. so we're not only able to harness it um, in different ways but we're also able to contribute to that so um, so individuals within organizations who've got really good skill sets in a particular way can very quickly create um, uh, content which can be shared across the organization very right, quickly right. which is as they learn in, in a in a fast-paced environment can actually bring people up to speed so and the, the new learning platforms of today are supporting all of that and then underpinning that as I said um, key to that is uh, through offering up analytics to su- to support that mm. organizations are able to adapt and learn about just how well the organizations are learning and just how well the individuals within those organizations are learning right so finally what about leadership and the future of leadership how can technology develop that next generation of leaders you mentioned it briefly before but it, it's so crucial i think in all of this if any of this is really going to be taken up if it's really going to be actionable leadership has to change and how do you think that can occur yeah, so I, I, I think this is, as you say, it's just one of the exciting areas where we see uh, technology, we all see technology transforming the concept of the workplace. Um, it's it's magnitudinally different in terms of what it was, you mm-hmm. know, even 10 years ago about how we work, where we work, what the working day looks like, who works in that environment um, and when they choose to work. All of that has changed and will continue to change change at pace. Mm-hmm. Um, and therefore, in addition to the required capabilities that uh, leaders have today, the next generation of leaders will need to be able to operate 
in that environment, in global disparate organizations where many of their teams they won't see and they'll be, they'll never come to an office and 70% of them will be working, you know, either from home or from a virtual office at all sorts of different times of day and all sorts of different ways. (laughs) So it's, it's quite a picture when you look at it, when you you try and get your head around that. But the great thing is the, the, the next generation of leaders are going to be digital natives. So they're going to be completely, they're going to be completely au fait with technology in the workplace and at home and in the world at large. Mm -hmm. Those digital natives are going to have high expectations of what technology can do for them as leaders because they're already used to it, they're already immersed in it. So they're going to want big data, they're going to want predictive analytics, they're going to expect automation because it's already here and they want to Mm -hmm. to be able to use more of that in a way that supports their decision-making in a much better way. Right, right. So they'll expect greater data support to enable them to make decisions. And they'll also be much more comfortable with technology giving them recommended courses of action mm-hmm. through the use of that data. And at some point, they'll become even more comfortable with saying, in the appropriate scenario, I'm going to let the technology take the decision on my behalf because I know it because I know what it's going to do right, in that environment. Right, right. So that's going to really transform uh-huh. what we're doing. And that's, that is all pretty exciting but how today do Mm -hmm. we identify those next generation leaders in our workplace and again tech is already allowing us and enable us to do that Mm -hmm. and again it's through uh, data playing a critical role in that process and it's about um, giving us much more visibility across our whole organization in a way that we didn't have before so we can find that talent that is going to be the next generation, wherever it exists in our organization. It's not just going to be in our head office. It may not be in, you know, in one of our operating plants. It could be somewhere differently in the entire global organization. But Mm -hmm. we're going to be um, much more informed about being able to to find that and also to build uh, a talent pool and manage that talent pool Mm -hmm. Determine whether the the individual within that is ready to be able to proceed to the next level of you know pro- career progression. Right. But also, um, as we've talked about already in terms of learning, um, provide them with the skills and content and um, opportunities that enable their growth to become the next generation leader. Right. And and the tech today is already doing that. And not only that. Um, we need to think about that. That's happening continuously rather than we're not looking at this as a year-on-year process. Data is able to support us, so we're able to manage that uh, um, talent pool on a, on a continuous basis. It's interesting how as well. I mean, that was you've pretty much said everything that can be said there, I think, but how it all seems to come from consumer experiences or they're used to having that experience in their consumer lives, right? So these digital natives in the future, it will just be expected as part of that process in work as well you know that automation and having the suggestions made for you and everything it's yeah it's it, they will just expect all of that at once yeah it's quite frightening well exciting frightening and exciting and you know and, it, and it's it's obviously our opportunity to make sure that it's uh, more exciting than, than frightening <laughs> excellent i think that's a wonderful point to end our conversation ross tracy thank you so much for joining us on hrd live thank you Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of HRD Live. Remember to rate and subscribe for more podcasts very soon. Goodbye.